Welcome to the new nurse podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Hi guys. Welcome back. Um, we are tackling boundaries this month. I feel like we're always like tackling issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe there should be a different, are we tackling? Yeah. Wrestling? Combating? Yeah, it's kind warriors. of aggressive. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Monday morning warriors. Mm-hmm. I hope that you feel like a warrior today. What do you... What are you drinking this morning? Is it strong? Sometimes it's, you know, I kind of run through like a whole different repertoire. You're, like what you're drinking? Yeah, you're a pretty strong coffee drinker. Very strong. But you do the tea sometimes. Yeah, I will switch it up on off days. And when I hand you a chai. Yes, of course. Do you ever just do hot lemon water? Because I like a good hot lemon water sometimes. I've heard it's great for you, but I it don't. It is. It's a good um, detox. Yeah. Not oh, like mm. alcohol detox, but like yes. inflammatory, yeah, like setting your gut right detox kind yeah, of thing. I like that. Yeah. I like a nice hot lemon water. That makes me sound a thousand years old. No, no, it's so good. My lemon, I think I will be a thousand year old and still be <laughs> sipping on my lemon water though. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we were talking about boundaries, the what and whys of it, um, Revisit that podcast if it's been a minute or if you didn't get a chance to, to hear. Um, em and I are aware that the topic of boundaries is really big. I got a chance to chat with a clinical psychologist, uh, happened to be psychologist, psychiatrist. Mm. I'm not quite sure the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Well, one is probably more evidence-based versus the other one is more clinical. Psychiatrist think- is like clinical, like I'm you're meeting with people most most of the time I would think right and a psychologist is what probably more research-based but they meet with you too I feel like one of them can you prescribe can. drugs yes psychiatrists I think, cannot I think psychologists yes can. yes okay so whether you need a psychologist or a psychiatrist <laughs> it's totally fine um I got a chance to have a clinical so I don't know which one she was at my bedside um And I said to her, she was seeing a lot of nurses because obviously we're coming out of COVID. We all needed Mm. therapy before COVID and now we for sure need therapy after. And I said, I was sharing with her a little bit about this platform. And I said, if there was one thing that you could say to new nurses, what would it be? Like, what is that one skill? And she said boundaries. And I knew that she was not wrong. Mm -hmm. So we are aware that this is a really big topic. Um, We're recommending the book Boundaries. By Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really our Bible on boundaries for right now. The cool thing is, is that it's also scripturally based. So we literally are going back to the foundation of where we all want to um, get rooted first and foremost, which is in the Bible. So there's great scripture references. So when you're feeling guilty or unsure if boundaries is actually um, a healthy and loving biblical mindset, guess what? These authors will convince you that, yes, it really, really, really is. And even God himself has established boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? He is very much a gentleman God. He doesn't force our hands. That's free will. Um, It says, like, knock and ask and seek. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just him bowling us over Mm -hmm. and being highly aggressive and forcing our hands to do things. So he, too, has established his own boundaries, which is also why... God is the same yesterday, t- today, and forever. 
He cannot change. Those boundaries are already kind of so firmly established that they just are who he is. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like a cool concept when you think about it. Yeah. So um, we know that there's a big need for boundaries, both to establish your own boundaries and to be respectful of other people's boundaries. And a lot of times, no matter which page you're on with that, it doesn't feel good, especially in the beginning. When you are establishing your own boundaries, you're going to feel like a jerk. Probably people are going to tell you that you're a jerk. When somebody else exerts their boundaries and you kind of run up against that fence line of theirs, you're going to say, oof, that kind of hurt. I didn't know that was there. And how we react to that is going to really tell us a lot about ourselves and, and where we're at. Yeah. And going off of what you're saying, too, with I like that concept that you gave of, like, gentleman God. Like, we are the author of the boundaries that we're creating. And we understand and know, I mean, whether you're talking science or whether you're talking scripture, if if someone reads something and another person takes that same concept a different way... It causes a little controversy. It can cause a little discomfort. Mm. And with you and your boundaries, like saying that no and establishing that boundary um, without giving, without budging, it's just going to create like an honorable piece on your end for you. Um, but also it doesn't like create those dents of like, well, it could be this or it could mean that. Um, it won't create that discomfort. It's like, yeah. here's my boundary Here's where I'm staying planted. Yeah. Um, Actually, that consistency is life-giving. Yeah. We don't feel it as much when we are adults, but when we are children, we really thrive in a boundary setting because you know where you are allowed to go and you know that those boundaries are there to keep you safe. So now we kind mm -hmm. of transition that into being an adult and those boundaries are still there to keep your heart safe. Yeah. Right. And free and everybody else, once they know that and recognize that now you will give out of a space where you know that you are safe in and of yourself because right. of the boundaries that you have established right. and other people will say, well, I, I know who this person is. Like they're not wishy-washy. They're right. not, you know, even giving out of a place of emptiness that they're then going to be resentful. Right. Yeah. You're giving out of your freedom to do so, not obligation. Hear that. Yeah. Hear that friends. Yeah. Giving out of your sense of freedom and not obligation. I think the boundaries honestly feel like it's taking life and it's actually affording freedom. Right. Right. And in that work, I mean, in the work setting, where, where are you feeling like there are boundaries that need to be set? Is there something that like, as you're listening to us, like chatter to you, like, does something come to your mind? I mean, I know we often bring up the, um, example of like picking up those extra shifts because there's that financial drive that Meg and I have talked about, but where else is it relational? Is there something that you're noticing within yourself that, you know, you're looking to you're looking to dive in and make a change, but you don't know where or how. And sometimes it, it's going to feel like a radical, like mm. absurd thing to establish that like this person, all they do is gossip and talk negative. And if I have to work with them, I will love them. But like that is the best that I can do. Yep. You know, I don't, if they ask me to hang out outside of this, I don't need to make excuses. I just need to say a simple, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'm free that night. Or, you know, maybe you will say like, actually, this is how I'm feeling. If you really are feeling bold and you're mature and you're 
Heck, props to you. I don't know if I could do it, to be real. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's where are you seeing that in your life? Because there has to be. I'm sure there's at least one spot that you're, like, something's just giving. Or I'm I'm giving too much into this, and, and I need to pull back. Yeah, I think if you are feeling an area um, that is often resentful, mm. check in with that. So I, the start of a lot of this is evaluation in yourself. And so that's why we didn't tackle boundaries in month one of the podcast because there's a lot of other things that you really need to be able to have already established like the self-awareness the willingness to kind of dive into those deep places with yourself evaluate what you need to be the best version of you so how much time does that look like how much energy is required like some of us are introverts some of us are extroverts what I need to recharge looks very very different than what my husband needs to recharge right um Especially if I'm going into a work setting the next day and my, you know, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. Well, the best version of myself isn't going to happen if I've overextended my personal boundaries and have stayed up until like 1 Mm -hmm. (laughs) a.m., which doesn't happen. This girl doesn't stay up till 1 a.m., but let's pretend that I did. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I've got two hours of sleep and I'm trying to go into work the next day for an eight-hour shift. I would be feeling resentful Mm -hmm. and like frustrated, right? Those would all be places that if I wasn't aware that I had already overextended my boundary on sleep, I'd want to check in and be like, why am I feeling that way? And it's not because somebody else asked me to stay up longer. It's because I chose Mm -hmm. to stay up longer yeah um what do you need to fully recharge so if you need to recharge in a space that means that you're literally like away from everybody you know what I mean because maybe you really are an introvert and so once you're at work you're giving a lot of yourself you're around a lot of people um then right maybe we're not picking up an extra shift or you're saying well financially maybe there's a reality that you need some extra dollars okay well, how many extra shifts can you just commit to like two extra shifts a month? Mm-hmm. Um, being able to set the limits on yourself is a good start for boundaries because if we can't even set boundaries with ourselves, it will be even harder, I think, to better establish those boundaries and keep those boundaries firmly in place when you're talking with a doctor, when you're talking with work, when you're mm-hmm. talking into these other relationships that are maybe a source of a, like a challenging source for you. Like we all yeah. have them, yeah. like, especially if you're a people pleaser, um, you know, that you want to be that nice guy. You want to say yes all the time. You want to make everybody happy. You don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Is anybody like nodding their heads and agreeing with this? Like that's who you want to be. Um, but there is a reality of what, what do you actually need to be getting your quiet time in with Jesus to be remembering who you are? What dreams you want to chase? What what purposes you yeah, want to fulfill? Yeah, back to the purpose. I really just think that's such a big one. Like, you saying yes or no to something literally can define who you are, like, your identity. That's just mind-blowing to me. That's mind-blowing because it seems so simple. Oh, I'll just, you know, run myself dry here, you know? But then you're not giving in the places that you're really supposed to yeah. be giving. Right. And how often are we, honestly, even when you just kind of said it, like oh, I'll just do this thing over here. How many times do we martyr ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right? We just like climb right up on this, you know, cross. But we don't do it out of a space of like sacrificial love. Right. We do it more as like a look at me. Right. Giving of myself again. 
I'm the bad. I'm tired. I'm the, like, I just think about so many people. I think right before burnout is like martyrdom. <laughs> martyrdom. Is that like, a word? Ser- it is. Martyrdom. <laughs> martyrdom. Like, seriously, I think that we've overextended ourselves, especially for something that nobody is actually probably asking us for. Yeah. To a crucial place. Meaning, um, when we're in the midst of a pandemic, I understand that yeah. a lot of us have gotten overextended. Right. And that's because there was real life and death hanging in the balance, right? And when you're a soldier and you're literally going up to, like, that, um, the the front, front lines, line, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a space that showing up, being brave, taking one for the team, like, makes a, a lot of amazing sense. Yeah. And High Memorial Day was not that long ago, so, like... Giving yourself up is a beautiful and amazing and sacrificial place. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, too many of us are kind of throwing ourselves in front of a firing squad mm-hmm. that we've kind of self-created. I was going to say, or like you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. You're like having this martyrdom. Like, I just want to say martyrdom again. That what it, that's what it was. <laughs> you should also, I wish you guys could see the way that she was saying it. Cause she says it like really fast and her whole face, like it's like throwing it out there. Martyrdom. Martyrdom. But if you are, you know, giving of yourself in that way that you're really pouring out, you know, th- like you're saying, there's a time and a place for it. There's a season. We know there's seasons. Ecclesiastes says there's seasons for everything. Um, but yeah, like, are you doing it to get someone to say, hey, thanks for doing that? Or are you doing it because you genuinely want to, or you know where it's God, God is calling you to? You know, I'm sitting why? here nodding my head yes at M, because yeah. I think that that's the best way to evaluate your giving, is what are you expecting in return? Mm-hmm. Our soldiers give their lives, and honestly, don't expect anything in return. Yeah. Right? They gave their life for freedom. Mm-hmm. That is what makes that act so priceless. And it's an entire, like, it's it's an environment. It's a culture within that. Like, if yes. you know anyone personally who's gone into any branch of um, serving, you know they, they usually come back an entirely different person. Not to say they were bad before, but they come back a different person because that is the culture that they have created within, yes. within that right. service. Right. But they also have established... Um, that that priority to keep and defend our country mm-hmm. to them is worth literally their life. Yeah. So I would say that if you're est- extending your boundary and trying to establish boundaries, see where that line is that you say, no, that this is fine. I don't mind doing this. And that's honest. And you don't care if you get anything in return. And then where, if you continue to extend that out, do you start getting angry or feeling taken advantage of or well they didn't do this thing and I'm not getting paid enough Mm -hmm. to deal with this crap Mm -hmm. like okay Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great indicator of where your boundary is yeah what do you need in return if you don't need anything in return I'd say you're in a pretty healthy place Mm -hmm. if you need something in return and there's an expectation there and if it's not fulfilled you're going to be upset yep Put your boundary right back. Establish it just before you get to that place. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm literally blanking on like... Because I'm trying to think of like a good like image for this. Because I just feel like your boundaries can't be extended in every arena. Mm-hmm. So what's that like 
the rope, like when you're pulling rope and you're like trying to get each other to cross the line, like tug of tug of war, tug of war. Uh huh. Like if you're pulling at one side of the rope of your of this certain boundary, the other side is going to be giving way. So mm. another way to measure that you're saying with which I like you know, what are you expecting out of it and how are you going to respond to if it doesn't go the way you had pictured? Also, your other arenas of life, are they in crisis mode at all? Um, definitely another reason to take a step back. Um, that is way good. Just couldn't think of the tug of war, but... It's know. really good. Well, and I think sometimes, like, your your priorities have to sort of be like your tent stakes like your pegs do you know what I'm saying that are literally like marking your corners like Mm -hmm. for me it's God my time with God it's um my husband like what are those priorities that you need to check in with them first and they kind of help to mark off like where your like if it was a property line Mm -hmm. right there is where the corners of your property are right do you know what I'm saying like those things they're not allowed to be in crisis Mm mm-hmm and if they are in crisis, then everything else needs to, like, shut back down to yeah. protect them, to make sure that they're not yeah. falling apart yeah. and crumbling, because that's your, that's your foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we've seen clear, both scriptural, and if you can think of anyone who sets clear boundaries, it's something to admire. I mean, we see so many times, scripturally, Jesus, I mean, pulling away, whether it was you know, I wrote down a few that had, um, been given, um, about whether it was him in the temple using a whip, um, when, you know, the vendors and they were trying to take advantage of the poor within, within, um, God's place, Mm -hmm. um, trying to make it into a marketplace, um, in Matthew and John. And then when he told the rich young ruler that he can't help him until he, um, gave away the money that was controlling him out of Matthew as well. And rebuking the disciples who tried to keep the little kids away from Jesus. um, Telling them that they need a childlike faith. Like, you don't have to be walked on as a believer or as a human being. And just that, that's shown to us in a lot of different areas of life. You don't have to um, accommodate, you know, establishing boundaries. Another thing that popped out to me was, there are so many, like, you saying yes or no. And you um, keeping those corners safe, those stakes safe. Um, that will help with your thoughts, feelings, your body, and all of your decisions from there. So it's not like it's just affecting one thing in your life by, by having poor boundaries. You're having multiple things being affected um, by not being able to say no or not acknowledging and sensing that things need to be pulled back on with the reins. All right, Preacher M. Look at you. That's kind hey, of a word. Henry Cloud. Henry Cloud? He's bringing it. Henry Cloud. Henry Cloud. Dr. Cloud. Also, I was telling Meg that I had looked up um, upon, like, researching more into boundaries because your girl over here knows that she needs some serious help with boundaries, so not preaching to you as, like, mm-hmm. professionals at this. We've said it before. Yeah. We will say it again. Um, I super took a bunch of sucker punches with this boundaries with looking things up, but there's a really good, um, if you have the Bible app, um... It's like a little, they call them like devos, but it's a few video session series by Dr. Cloud. Mm. Um, and he actually relates, which Meg said the Iditarod. It's about the Iditarod. And, um, tell people what the Iditarod is. Iditarod is, is well, <laughs> if you're actually, not a dog person. Yeah. So 
basically these sled dogs go a thousand miles and in 1974 it would take as long as like 20 to 23 days for them to complete this course with dog with the dog sleds in Alaska um the mushers actually used to use this course from my knowledge to deliver supplies and it would take weeks um to accomplish this like I said up to 23 days so in 2017 Mitch Seavey was a musher um and it took him, he set a world record at eight days. But I think it's important to note, you know, uh, Dr. Cloud is talking about this Devo in correlation to relationship and kind of interacting that with your boundaries. Um, but it's important to note that Mitch, the musher, within setting this record, he talks in depth about how what it took him to get to this point. And so much of that is looking at the, do- like, relating the dogs and how they're acting you know I think God gives us these signs and symptoms of like fatigue and burnout and distress and confusion for reasons and they're not things to ignore they're reasons to pull away to be the Jesus in our life to step away and have time with God to catch yourself to walk in your home and pause before you're taking time with your family and leaving work and asking yourself who do I want to be tonight for my family Mm. there's reasons that we feel those things so those dogs I mean he would talk Mitch would talk about how you would either see them you know they'd practice they'd do 20 mile runs they'd do 40 mile runs up to 70 mile runs and they'd either be joyful and super excited or they would be like looking back like are we done yet fatigued like we have to be going off of the way we're feeling um, and whether you're in a, in a situation that you're being the musher, 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 whether you're being the musher, whether you're relying on God to be the musher within that situation, um, just paying attention to that. Um, but you will have to be challenged to go to the next level. So these boundaries aren't going to be something that establishing is going to be easy, but I think they really will take you to, um, a level within yourself and within your life that you will be more happy with. That's good. I think sticking with the, the race analogy too it's important to keep your eyes on your own lane Um, if some of those dogs are going 20 40 70 miles and having joy and some of those dogs are going 20 40 70 miles and saying yeah this this was not what I wanted to do you know some people when they're training um seeing eye dogs some of those dogs don't obviously make it right and it's not because they're not a Mm. great dog but there's like natural instincts that maybe are not strong enough yeah Um, there's just not a strong enough desire in that animal um that they're just like yeah it's you know racehorses some racehorses Mm. are freaking champions because they want to run and guess what some racehorses are like (laughs) over there like staring at a butterfly like (laughs) let's go do something else right and like there's, there's just like a natural ability and talent a lot of times. And so what I'm saying is whether you're the, the racehorse that's um, staring at the butterfly or literally like winning the Kentucky Derby, both are totally fine. Mm-hmm. But if you start looking at somebody else's lane and determining that that's what it needs to look like for you, if you start saying, well, this person over here is a social media influencer, um, they're running, you know, five different companies and raising for children and doing all of it well and look at how cute their hair is like (laughs) friends that is probably just not the lane that you're in and you're wasting more time watching them Mm -hmm. than running your own race and so I think it's really wise Em, when you're saying it's important to reestablish reevaluate where you're at how you're feeling check in with your own little internal dogs Mm -hmm. are we happy where we're at let's just start with that question 
If you ain't happy, ask yourself why. What's making you unhappy? Yeah. That's, that's your, that's your first dog that you should go after. And it's not because of that. Um, it's not the cultural construct of like the pursuit of happiness. That's not, Mm. that's clearly not what I'm saying that we only do things that make us happy. Right. But if you are not content, if you're not in a space that you're like, yeah, I do see the purpose in this Mm -hmm. because purpose will often excuse a lot of those things that you're like, this is uncomfortable, but I know that there's a greater mean means beyond myself. Right. 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 If you aren't feeling that figure out if you're in the right lane. Yeah. Figure out if you're in your lane. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, there eh? Is, there is a lot to say about this topic. A lot about boundaries. I'm kind of excited. I hope you all can join us in two weeks at the end of um, June for our live. Because I really, really, really want to hear where you're at on these topics. Yeah. Because this is a big one. And there's, I think, so much insight that Em and I would love to glean off of you as well. Mm-hmm. So... Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy it. Enjoy your coffee. Enjoy. And reminded me last time that sometimes night shifters are having a liquid breakfast. So cheers (laughs) to that, my friends. And um, we'll see you next week. See you next time.